It's the Pistons Pod, presented by Uptime Energy Drink. Now here's your host, Matt Derry. Thanks for being here, everybody, and listening to the Pistons Pod right here at Pistons.com and wherever you get your podcasts. It is indeed Matt Derry, and we are brought to you by our friends at Uptime Energy Drink. Our guest coming up momentarily today, I love talking to this guy. Mark Spears is a longtime NBA writer and now is with ESPN's TheUndefeated.com. And they do a fantastic job of really going inside the game. And the storytelling that you get from The Undefeated is very, very good. And, 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 and Mark, right now, is co-authoring Cade Cunningham, the Pistons' uh, a fantastic rookie. Mark is co-authoring Cade Cunningham's diary that comes out monthly at TheUndefeated.com. If you missed any of the uh, diaries from Cade uh, in the past, again, the T-H-E, undefeated.com, and you'll find Cade Cunningham's diary. So he and Mark Spears are working together on this. Mark's going to join me momentarily. But Cade, the, uh, the, the phenomenal rookie for the Pistons, who, by the way, on Monday night in the loss to the Nuggets, became just the second rookie in NBA history to score 30 points in a game, grab eight rebounds, dish out eight assists, and have four blocks in a game. The only other rookie to do that since 1973-74 was one Michael Jordan. That's correct. Pretty elite company for number two in that piston red, white, and blue, Cade Cunningham, joining MJ. Of course, that came in a loss Monday night, unfortunately, to the Nuggets, but Cade is really starting to come on and play well. And he talks about in his last diary episode at the und- uh, at theundefeated.com, about his bout with COVID and what he went through at the end of December um, in having to quarantine and everything else. So you got to check out what Mark uh, and Cade wrote. And uh, we'll talk to Mark coming up momentarily here. Don't forget, Pistons are back at it at home Sunday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers at 6 o'clock for tickets. You can get them, as always, at Pistons.com. All right, here's my conversation with Mark Spears. Hey, Mark, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. No problem, man. Pleasure to be here. How have you been? Uh, you, you, you're getting an opportunity to work with uh, one of the better guys in this league in Cade Cunningham. And I talked before you came on about the undefeated and, and his diary. Tell us how that uh, came about and, and how much uh, how close you've kind of gotten with him. Yeah, you know, I, I started doing this diary, uh, I want to say it was 2015 when the Warriors won their first title. Um since the 70s with it was a playoff diary with Draymond Green and man it it was it's some really good reading if you want to go back it was actually um um well man, maybe I'm getting a year wrong I'm getting older but it was the year where the Warriors actually lost um, to 20, to the Cavs yeah 2016 yeah LeBron won his 2016 yeah and uh so there was a lot of compelling stuff there with Draymond uh with um you know, the way he was playing, he was becoming a star. And also that was the series where he got suspended for hitting LeBron uh, and missed the game in the final. Um, so it ended up being some really compelling um, diaries. And I wanted to kind of continue it as I went further. So, you know, in the following seasons, I did one with Vince Carter when he was at the Sacramento Kings. Um, I actually did one with De'Aaron Falk. Fox when uh, the Kings went to India. I went to India with him. Did one with Fred Van Vliet in the bubble. Um, also have done one with uh, Josh Jackson who 
remind me about that because I got a funny Jazz Saxon story for you that certainly fits this podcast. I will. Yeah. And um, you know, I've, I've also done it with uh, James Wiseman um, and uh, Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young's second year and going into his first uh, All Star game. And so, you know, I was looking for somebody to do something on, and it was Cade uh, kept coming up, and you know. Um, Shout out to Kevin Grigg, man. He he actually was the one that followed up on me and said, hey, man, you know, I think Cade would like to do it this season with you. I know you mentioned that you're interested in doing it with Cade. Is, is that still available? I'm like, well, he, yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's go. Let's do it. And so, you know, the one thing I told him is, like, you know, you need the athlete to be all in. And, um, you know, obviously you might have to adjust with the pandemic and stuff like that. But, you know, after the first meeting, uh, I went out to Detroit, went to the practice facility, and he, he couldn't have been cooler, man. Um, really, really enjoyed meeting with Cade. And he, he basically told me, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm committed to this. And um, that he was going to be as open as possible. And uh, so from Diary 1, uh, I think he's been great. And that, that actually, the first diary, a good portion of it, was uh, put on camera and played on, I believe, on SportsCenter and on, um, you know, the NBA Today. And probably would have got more publicity if you know Cade wasn't hurt in the beginning of the season because it, it basically postponed it for by a couple weeks. But he he's been great to talk to, man, because there's there's a lot of interesting things about him. Being number one um, pick, uh, going to a new city, you know, it's the first time leaving the South, you know, living with the pressures of being a number one pick, being a young father, uh, experiencing COVID, and then, you know, his early struggles, and then being able to get through that and now, you know, show that he's worthy of such a high pick. And so I've talked to him. And in person twice, one was in San Francisco. I talked to him on the phone a couple times as well to do the diary. And every time, man, he's, he's been gracious, uh, no rush. Um, so, no, and Kevin Grigg, Cletus from the Pistons, both of them have been very helpful in getting it done as well. But I, um, I, I've been really enjoying these diaries, and especially with him. And I, I also think that as he grows up in the league, you know, you kind of will refer back to those as the the early days and how he's grown since, since that time. Mark Spears is with me. I love the shout-outs for both KG and Cletus Lewis. Uh, love those guys. Tell me about um, – all right, so sitting down with a rookie, I, I like you said – you're talking to Draymond, who's a seasoned veteran back in 16, and some of these other guys. Vince Carter, obviously, was in the league, it seemed like, for 25 years. With a rookie, uh, tell me about, you know, give me some observations on, on how Kate is handling his rookie year. You mentioned COVID, and, and now he's playing great, Mark, really, really well. Yeah, no, he's um, he doesn't seem phased by the light. Like, um, he, he's enjoys the pressure, takes it, knows that it comes with it, and, and wants to exceed the expectations. So maybe one thing that perhaps is helping out a little, not that he needed it, because I don't think he needed it, is 
because the team isn't really doing that well, like there's not a big spotlight on this team, you know. So if anything, there's probably more frustration and maybe more appreciation of the diary because he's not getting a ton of publicity, right? Like, I think Rising Stars weekend will be at the, the Rising Stars game in, in Cleveland will be good for him. But, like, they're not on television. You know, they were on early on. And uh, I, I think he got to play in one game and not the other. And so a lot of what he's doing nationally is going unnoticed. So I'm, I think that makes me even feel better about the diary for him and probably makes him more excited to do the diary because, I mean, like, without this nationally, I think there'd be sporadic stories, but there there hasn't been, like, a a regular, you know, or, or tons of tons of coverage on him and what he's doing, and he's balling right now, man. He's saying, well, so I, I think the coverage of him will pick up as the season goes on, but ultimately a lot of interest comes with winning, and if the team's not winning, he probably won't get as much publicity as he deserves, and uh, so which makes me feel better about getting to do the diary with him because at least I know and he knows once a month that there is a national platform for him. Mark Spears with us from ESPN and the Undefeated.com. Again, uh, co-writes, I guess you could call it, the, the, the diary with Cade Cunningham. If you read these, you'll see it says Cade Cunningham has told to Mark Spears. Mark, of course, a longtime uh, NBA writer and does a fantastic job at ESPN and the Undefeated. All right, tell me about this last one because that diary talked a lot about he was in Miami and test positive for COVID and had to kind of quarantine um, when did you talk to him for this one, and, and what types of things did you learn about how how a young kid, like you said, a young father and everything else, first-time dad, ha- had to handle that situation? Yeah, he, uh, you know, what's interesting, too, is uh, I, for the previous diary, the December diary, I had talked to him, and then the next day, I think he tested positive. So we were you know, kind of some inside baseball thing on it. We actually were debating on whether we should run it or not run it and wait and talk to him again. And but I was like, you know what? We should run it because my editor, um, you know, uh, Ed Guzman, shout out to Ed, he, he kind of pushed me to run it and Cletus uh, seconded it, you know, um, because the, the diary is what happened that day or where you were that day, right? Right. Um, so we had to mention in it, if you go look at that, that third one, that this was before he tested positive, what was going on with him beforehand. And he was, like, excited about, like, Christmas and, and being around family, being around his daughter. And certainly that was affected by it. So he, he ended up being able to celebrate Christmas and his daughter's birthday together sounds like in early January um, in Detroit, which he talked about. It was cool to like hear him talk about his daughter and how she's becoming a little sassy, but she's really, really loving, <laughs> caring, and wants to make sure that everybody's okay. And so it's like it's cute to hear him talk about that. And and so it was great to like see him in person in San Francisco at the team hotel. Uh, the day that they're playing the Warriors, um, 
out here and, and talk to him. And um, he's apparently a huge Ozark fan. I've never seen the show. Right, right. First episode and that's it. And uh, watched all three seasons of Ozark while he was quarantining. <laughs> I guess that's all you can do, right, Mark? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had 30 episodes, so he watched all of them and became a huge fan. And and I, I guess season four of Ozark just started, so he had he had good timing uh, for that. Um, but you know, um, I think it was tough for him because he was just starting to get rolling. Right, he was playing really well. Team was already at without Jeremy Grant, and then they lose him. Um, but you know. And, and actually, in that third diary, he talked about how, you know, it was, he was blessed to have not gotten it at that time. Almost like he jinxed himself, sadly. Uh, so he's a um, very introspective guy, very cool guy. Like, I, I, I'm excited to see how his personality as he transcends into a, a star in this league is uh, enjoyed and appreciated by the rest of the league. You know, I, I think they're, um, I, I see it and you guys see it because you're in Detroit, but I think the same way that it took a couple years for NBA fans at large to appreciate a John Morant, and they're starting to appreciate Anthony Randolph now. I think we'll see the same thing for for Kate Cunningham as he as he grows as an NBA star. Talking to Mark Spears from the Undefeated. Tell me about the fit. What do you think of the fit, Kate in Detroit, with Tor, uh, Troy Weaver, Dwayne Casey in year two of you know as Troy calls it the the restoration here. Yeah, I, I mean he's with two two great guys. Uh, one of the few handful of teams in the NBA that have a black uh, general manager and head coach. So um, that that's, uh, I think, something that he respects and appreciates. Um, Case is one of my favorite people, man. He, he's been around for a long, long time. And he just has an a easiness about him. But he he also knows the game like you know few others know the game like him. So I think there's just so much that Kay can learn from him on and off the court. And he he's been around so many different stars. And you know Troy too is is uh, kind of a quiet leader. You know he just um, I kind of was jo- joking with Kevin Grigg the other day. I'm like um. Troy kind of like, it's almost like a, a friendly ghost, man. He just appears out of nowhere when you're around the team, and then he just disappears. <laughs> like, where'd he go? <laughs> I was just talking to him, and now he's gone, man. Like, uh, he kind of he just laid back, cool, but he, he gets things done. Not not scared to make moves. Um, I like that about a general manager. Uh, and, you know, it was a long time coming for him. He, he probably should have got this opportunity from someone else. So, But I'm sure Detroit is, is happy to have him. And, um, and I think Kate is in very good hands. Tough to win in this league. Um, you've covered it a long time. You know that. Some of these, uh, you know, 
restorations or restarts or, or you know, rebuilds take a long time. I mean, you referenced Sacramento and De'Aaron Fox earlier. It seems like Sacramento has been rebuilding for 30 years or 20 years since C. Webb and them left. How tough is it, you know, for Detroit and how, and how much longer do you think before we there is some consistent winning here? Because like you said, it's definitely going in the right direction. I mean, I, I assume they have their pick. There'll be another probably good player coming in. Yep. And I think the thing is, uh, go ahead. No, I, they do have that pick. I was just, uh, I'm with you on that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so there, I think there's some talented young players coming in. And I think the best thing is to home grow it when you're not this, and this is said respectfully, this sexy like, oh, I'm going to L.A., oh, I'm playing to New York, or, oh, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Only, there's only a handful of NBA teams that have that. But I think LeBron being in Cleveland will show you that if you have a talented star and you draft well, eventually the free agents will come, right? Uh, I'm curious to see after this season – who might be like, man, I want to go play with John Morant in in Memphis. You know, him being there is going to be attractive to free agents, even though Memphis is not an attractive market. Um, I think Detroit is, is cool, but let's be real, it's not one of the sexier markets to go to. And I think the way the Pistons did it during the bad boy days and Certainly during the uh, Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups days was basically through the draft and through smart free agent signing and taking some chances on some folks too. Sure. You know? Yep. Um, like if, you, if you look at that band of guys from the early 2000s, I mean, the only one that I guess was somewhat heralded, you think about it, was Tayshaun Prince. Right, as a as a former Kentucky star, but you know, I I remember Chauncey Billups going there and was a backup in Minnesota when he got there. And Ben Wallace was wasn't any big name until he got there. Right, Hamilton was a good guard, but he wasn't a star uh, in in Washington either. Um, so, but you have your stars. You have your two stars and Jeremy. And K, so you're you're closer to fixing than you probably think you are. Um, I, I, I hope that Jeremy stays uh, long term because um, I like those two together, and and I think it's once you get two stars, it's easier to build the rest around them. Like I saw Minnesota last night, and it's coming together. They're they're good. They got three stars, and they got a, a great collection of young talent around them. I think they could probably use another veteran or two uh, on their roster, uh, but you see what's come, what's starting to come together in, in Minnesota, and I think uh, the same thing will happen in Detroit. Final thing for Mark Spears, uh, share with us this Josh Jackson story you have. I know you did a, a, a diary with him as well, and – Detroit kid back home playing for the Pistons. Yeah, no, so what I was doing the <laughs> diary with, with Josh, um, and I've known Josh for a while, man, because I live in the Bay Area. He used to play for Prolific Prep out in Napa. 
And so I, I really enjoyed uh, talking to him. And, you know, I, I mentioned going back and maybe reading some diaries. He was going through a really tough season uh, that season. So his was probably, I have a lot of respect for Josh. And I felt bad because I was interviewing Kate when I saw him at the hotel. So we didn't even get a chance to catch up. But um, great, great dude, man. He had a tough season and didn't matter. He 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 did every diary and was committed to it. And I I, I will always appreciate him for that. But the the funny story is um, he told me that he was actually in the stands as a kid during the Malice in the Palace. Oh wow, that's right. He was at the at the game. Yeah. <laughs> And I think when I wrote it, it might be people might know it now, but at the time people didn't know that. Yeah. And so he was at the game with his parents, and he said he threw a water bottle at at, at the Pacers players. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Which means if you threw a water bottle, it had to have water still in it, right, for it to go anywhere. So like, there's some video there, man. Maybe maybe the Pistons security old school security has it somewhere some young kid throwing a water bottle at the at the at the Pacers man so that I, I really enjoyed that story that to me was the highlight of the whole diary was that, that he was actually at the mouth of the palace tell you what a water bottle so so for him to be actually playing for the Pistons now is is, is, is beautiful <laughs> Hey, Mark, every November that uh, that comes up and, uh, you know, a few people throw it up on Twitter, the old YouTube clip, and it's uh, one day hopefully it'll go. Oh, they've, actually found, they've actually found a video of him? No, I'm saying I'm no, I'm no, saying every year it comes up, the mouths of the palace. It's like uh, yeah. one, hopefully one day it'll just go away. <laughs> I, I, I'm tired of talking about it. I, I was there. I was there that night. It was. Uh, I think it's uh, part <laughs> of uh, NBA history. Yeah. But. Yeah. A lot of things changed for yes. the league. A lot of things, you know, and after that, but you know, um, it's it, it's interesting that Josh was there. That it's is awesome, Mark. This was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. Really appreciate it. No problem, brother. Best to you. All right, there he is, Mark Spears. Follow him on Twitter at Mark M A R C J Spears. From uh, ESPN's TheUndefeated.com, and uh, that is a fantastic website. They do a great job, and they tackle all sorts of issues, all sorts of issues on the NBA, and also a race and society. And Cade uh, Cunningham's diary, which Mark kind of oversees. I love Mark talking about how he did a diary uh, with Josh Jackson of the Pistons just a few years ago, and you can find that as well at TheUndefeated.com. Pistons back at it Sunday night at LCA against the Cavaliers at six o'clock. This has been. Pistons Pod brought to you by Uptime Energy Drink. We'll talk to you again next week.